there, homies. This is Sarah. And this is Ashley. And this is Hometown Homicide. Yeah, sorry. If we're, we're late. We're late. That's who we are as people. It's fine. Um, it's also real windy today, so if you hear anything, sorry about that. It's very windy. Wind. Um. <laughs> well. Anyways, well, um, good news is I should have way more time for podcasting now. Because <laughs> I yeah. no longer have to go to work. Thank yeah. you. You know who you are. I can't <laughs> say your name for legal reasons as of yet. Also, if there's any employment lawyers out there, let me know. <laughs> Yeah, with uh, might be working with one, but just want to keep my options open. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we uh, apologize that we are late, and it sucks because I know not everybody does social media stuff. So last week we missed because I had a family member pass away, so I went down and did the family stuff and funeral and whatnot, and then it just was kind of a busy week and yeah, whatever. I, mm, we're here though. Can't get rid of us. I was just going to say any other news, but I don't know. I was going to say that same thing. Oh, my God. Um, just we wanted have... to say thank you for the emails. Um, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I need to log in and look at that. Don't feel like we're ignoring you. Um, looks One of them did get bounced back, but then they sent another email, so responded to them. So thank you for that, and thank you for the kind words. It's very appreciated. We've had a few merch sales. Yes, we have. On Thank our you so Etsy much. store. Like, oh my God. A couple hats, some stickers, some sweatshirts, <laughs> sweater weather. It is <laughs> sweater, sweater weather. weather. And I love my sweatshirt that I have. And I was going to post pictures and model it and put it on Instagram and TikTok. And well, then mental illness and stuff. <laughs> You know, but yeah, I I love my sweatshirt. Like I would be wearing it now, but I spilled ice cream on it yesterday. <laughs> so, and Riker made sure to tell me, "Oh, uh, you spilled." I go, I obviously know since I've already been wiping it up for two seconds. <laughs> but thank you, sir. My mom got a derp shirt. She loves it. Awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, if anyone yeah. else has ordered, or if you do order. Make sure you, like, tag us yeah. when you post your pictures, because we want to see that. And Missy, I'm calling you out. You won the t-shirt, which is lovely, but you have not tagged us yet. <laughs> Come on, but appreciate Missy. all you guys. Again, HH Evidence Locker is the shop name on Etsy, and the code HOMIES for 15% off through October 1st. And the link is also in all of our bios on Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook. TikTok, because um, I do have the link tree, so I did mm. put the link in there for shop. So if you want to go look, even if you know, I know sometimes times are tough. I, I'm a baddie on a budget right now, mm-hmm. and um, but yeah, even just sharing it, putting yeah. it out there, favoriting some items because I'm sure that ups the whatever, however algorithm type shit works. But yeah, yeah. And I do apologize. I sound a little stuffed up. My allergies are kicking my ass. And my allergy pills kind of kicked in, but not quite all the way. But 
at least I'm not sneezing. <laughs> like I was earlier before you came over. I was doing It that. was nonstop. I was doing that at Dad's a lot more than up here. Of course, we were out in the like country, too, so it was sure. more weedy. <laughs> weedy. Snakes. Out of my uncle's place. Oh, Copperheads okay. and rattlesnakes. Ew, no. Like, That's you gotta no. be careful. Mm-mm. A shit ton of hawks. I saw a shit ton of hawks. I've never seen so many goddamn hawks in that area yeah. in my life, but when I was down there this time, multiple times a day, one flew over at the cemetery. And I'm like, what is this about? Speaking of, like, birds. Now, Ashley doesn't like birds, by the way. I do not. Um, <laughs> but snakes, my mom told me today that they were sitting outside and they saw something moving in the grass. My mom's like, oh, my God, it, it's a snake. So my aunt threw something at it. It popped its head up and then charged at them. Oh, So I can't even imagine the screaming that went on. Um, I just thought that was funny that you mentioned snakes. But obviously it was not a rattlesnake or a copperhead. It was like a gardener snake. Probably, yeah, some little. But speaking of birds, and I'll be quick on this, but thanks to Morbid, I was listening to their listener tales, I believe, and they mentioned, and they would say trigger warning for some reason. She smacked the microphone if that made a sound. (laughs) Um, Flush pedestrian. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, where are you going with it? And they said something about, oh, yeah, there's videos on TikTok. I'm like, what? So, of course, I went to TikTok. Three hours later. (laughs) And I'm literally, like, in this rabbit hole of TikToks, and a lot of them were birds, and, like, crows, ravens, talking. Like, saying hello. I'm like, is this real? <laughs> they say they will mimic humans. Well, they're I real smart. I was so freaked out. <laughs> and I don't know what's real anymore. So I just had to mention that. So thanks to Morbid for bringing that up, because of course I went straight to TikTok and went down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I don't have a problem with birds, and I got beat up by one one time. Which, I'll share that story later. Not today. Not today. Let's so. stay tuned. So Ashley has a more of a local story for us that I mentioned a couple weeks ago when I did the oddball solo episode about tips for women's safety. I'm like, what the fuck did I call it? Well, and my, yeah, so mine ties into that um, because of, you know, Eliza Fletcher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know we try to do lesser known stories around the Midwest, whatnot. And this one is the Midwest. I mean, yeah. this one, I mean, we, we named our podcast Hometown Homicide because it could be someone in your hometown. Well, this one was so close to our hometown mm-hmm. and it was very publicized. Yeah, like it made national. national news. But what happened to Eliza made me... Think of Molly, mm-hmm. which we'll be talking about, because it sh- we shouldn't forget. Um, also, this is happening too much, um, which is why this is time to stop blaming women for getting murdered. Yeah. Because that's what society is doing. Mm-hmm. But as I said, it's been a few weeks since the very publicized, everyone knew about it, mm-hmm. case of Eliza Fletcher. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a runner who was kidnapped and then murdered while out for a morning jog in Memphis, Tennessee. And 
And since we won't be going into detail into Eliza's case, um, but what happened to Eliza is happening way too much, and it does piss me off. It it pisses me off. I'm not a runner, mm-hmm. and I never will be. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I, I used to go for walks every single day up until about, I would say, probably the trial of Molly Tibbetts side of town I lived on. It got real sketchy. Yeah. I didn't trust it anymore. I was actually scared to even go for a walk in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. So why is it that when a woman goes missing while out running or walking, whatever you prefer, people want to talk about what the person was doing when it happened instead of what actually happened to them? Stop blaming women. The why was she out running so early? She made, did she make herself a target? We need to stop that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there there's more... Things, you know, people used to blame, like, oh, what was she wearing? What? Mm-hmm. All of it. Yeah. Stop. Before we get into Molly, let's remember those who, like Eliza, lost their life by simply going for a run. Um, Sydney Sutherland, 25, in Arkansas, her body was found two days after she disappeared during her run. Wendy Martinez, Washington, D.C., who was stabbed to death while jogging in a busy, well-lit area. Jesus. Karina Vetrano, um, New York, was found dead after an evening jog near her home. Vanessa Marcotte, and I probably said that wrong, I apologize, um, from Massachusetts. She was killed while jogging in broad daylight. Allie Brueger in Michigan was shot in the back while out running. And then for today's story, we're going to be talking about Molly Tibbetts, who was found stabbed to death in a cornfield after a run near her home right here in Iowa. Like I said, this is not considered a lesser-known case, as it did receive national attention, but we must not forget. Molly Cecilia Tibbetts was born May 8, 1988, in San Francisco, but moved to Iowa after her parents divorced when she was in the second grade. She moved with her mother and two siblings. Molly was living in Brooklyn, Iowa, while attending the University of Iowa, studying psychology. Uh, Molly did... she still kept a close relationship with her father after they moved to Iowa and even attended his wedding in June 2018, which would be the last time. I was going to say, that sounds like the right year. Yep. That fucking blows. So Molly was described as the all-American girl. She was just a ball of sunshine every time she walked into a room. Social butterfly. Mm. Um, Molly could always make you laugh. Her best friend in a Dateline episode said... When if you were with Molly, you were laughing. Mm. Um, she loved music and she was obsessed with Taylor Swift. Tay Tay. July eighteenth, two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. Molly was getting ready for her sophomore year, at Iowa. She was staying at her boyfriend of three years, Dalton Jack's house. Actually, it was his brother's and wife's house. I think he was just living there, mm-hmm. watching his dogs while he was out of town working construction in Dubuque. When she left to go for a jog, which she did almost every single day, as Molly was a former cross-country runner. When Molly didn't show up for work the next day at a children's day camp, her family reported her missing. Because it wasn't like Molly not to show up. She was very reliable. According to police, her last confirmed communication was with Dalton, as he told investigators he received a Snapchat from her later that evening at 10.30 p.m. that appeared to show her indoors. But phone records show is after 1 a.m., which confuses me. Yeah. Because as a timeline, as you'll hear, that confuses me. But maybe it was just delayed 
and didn't have service right you know sometimes they won't send it if you aren't in there whatever right Molly's family and some of her close friends rushed over to Dalton's house after she wasn't answering calls or text messages or Snapchats. Um, again, according to Dateline, her cousin, they had a really, like, 600-some daily streak on Snapchat. Oh, jeez. So it wasn't like Molly to not mm. respond. Mm-hmm. They thought maybe she was sick or just still sleeping, but the house was empty, and that's when panic set in. So police now needed to build a timeline of her last day. After searching Dalton's house that his brother and sister-in-law owned, everything was the way it was left. Her driver's license, her clothes were still there, and there was no forced entry to the home. They knew she went for a run, so now they had to map out where. Uh, Christina Stewart, who lived in Brooklyn and had known Molly for years, was driving east of town on a road known as the Blacktop. And she, she said she drove past Molly while she was running. She was even able to give a description of what Molly was wearing, which was black running shorts and a pink sports bra. She even described that, like, she saw Molly's ponytail bobbing as she ran. Mm -hmm. So now, two days since Molly has been missing, and the town of Brooklyn set up a search party to look for her along that blacktop. Hundreds came out to search. There were even helicopters and boats to be able to search beyond the blacktop, like in ponds and rivers. Mm -hmm. Since Molly's phone was missing because she clearly had it with her on her run, police had her password. So they were able to actually clone her phone just by buying a new iPhone. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I ever go missing, I will put my password so you guys can... Maybe not. (laughs) Take that back. So they went and bought a new iPhone and logged in with her Apple password. And so they were able to see all the text from Mm -hmm. that day to see... Maybe she had a fight with someone. Maybe she was going to go somewhere. Um, But nothing showed that she was angry with anyone or anyone was angry with her. Mm. Like, nothing to say what would have happened. Right. So a few days with no answers, the FBI was brought in, which I feel like was pretty quick, which I'm glad. Certainly. Um, Instead of saying, oh, well, maybe she ran away on her own. You know, give it 24 hours. No. Right. Especially for... I was looking up their population. For such a small town to be able to get help from the FBI, uh, the 2020 census, Brooklyn, Iowa, was uh, 1,677 residents. Yeah. So very small, just to give people out, out of our area some perspective on that. So the fact that they responded this quick mm-hmm. was a good thing. Mm-hmm. So they were brought in, and they were interested in the Fitbit Molly was wearing, because apparently Fitbit will store previous running routes once a run is completed. <laughs> so they had all of her pass routes, but they didn't have this one, because technically it wasn't finished. Several weeks go by. Now there was a reward of $366,000 for the safe return of Molly. It was a record amount raised by the local Crime Stoppers branch, and this was, again, Brooklyn is r- right off 80. It's mm-hmm. so close to 80. It's yeah. not that far away from here. No. This was everywhere. This is, Facebook was nothing but Molly Tibbetts. Like, I remember mm-hmm. the missing flyers posted like it happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. They were everywhere. I remember when I went down to, I don't know if it was thanksgiving that year or what but i even had relatives in the kc area say something about if i knew what that was 
or who that was or what the story was about. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's like have to pass by Brooklyn to go to KCMO. So like, like, yeah, I know exactly where that's all at. So this is making national news at this time. I, I It was on Good Morning America. It was it was everywhere. Mm. So this led. So with this, you know, reward, obviously it led police in multiple states investigating hundreds of leads, which included a possible sighting at a truck stop in Kearney, Missouri. Kearney. Really? Kearney? Sorry, K-E-A-R-N-E-Y. Yeah. It's Kearney. Kearney? Like a Kearney. Yeah, like a Kearney. Okay. Yeah. Um, I only know that because that's like Anamosa de Monticello, Kearney to Lawson. That's like, I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, and I I remember that, um, that they thought... Someone had picked her up, and they made it down to Missouri. Mm-hmm. That was later confirmed to be false. They ended up receiving 2,300 tips. Huh. They then started to focus on several specific areas in and around Brooklyn, including a pig farmer named Wayne Cheney. Remember that whole thing? Mm-hmm. Um, he was known, very known, at the sheriff's office and had a record, um, including harassment and stalking so they asked him to take a polygraph which he agreed to but halfway through got mad and ended the polygraph before they were done interesting but unfortunately they were not able to connect him to molly so they dropped him as a person of interest koki is not excited about that she disagrees she does not trust the pig farmer (laughs) as she shouldn't um Obviously, Dalton, her boyfriend, was also a person of interest, obviously. They always are. But he was in Dubuque that night, um, which is a long ways away from Brooklyn. (laughs) Two hours, probably. Would it be only two hours? Um, Maybe maybe two and a half. From our apartment to Brooklyn, it was like an hour. I went to a baby shower there one time. Um. I, it said how many miles away, and I forgot to write it down, so my bad. But so he, I mean, there was proof he was there, whatnot. So he was mm-hmm. immediately dropped as a person of interest as well. Mm-hmm. So since the FBI wasn't able to get what they needed from that Fitbit, they used data from her phone and was able to see that Molly was running east at what was measured at te- a 10-minute per mile pace. So as they described it, for as fast as she was going or whatnot, she was running. She wasn't walking. She wasn't in the car. She was walking. Ten, running. Ten miles. A ten minute per mile. Ten. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I was just having a stroke. So it's a ten fine. minute per mile pace mm-hmm. before it just stops hmm. for about four minutes. And then all of a sudden, Molly is moving on a different road heading south, this time 60 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's no longer running and she had to be in a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Her phone signal died at 8.53 p.m just 15 miles south of Brooklyn. So by this time, many theories started circulating about what might have happened to Molly. One of the top theories was that because Brooklyn was so close to Interstate 80 that she was picked up and taken by sex traffickers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that one I saw the most, Mm -hmm. which wasn't a bad theory at that time because I didn't know this until like a week ago, but... Sex trafficking is just, they're running up and down 80. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Again, look for anything on your car. Zip ties, anything that aren't supposed to be there, take them off. But anyway. So that was very, very possible theory. Mm -hmm. 
a homeowner in Brooklyn who had multiple security cameras that captured multiple views came forward after he noticed Molly jogging past his home from time to time. While looking at the video, they do see Molly at 7.48 p.m. It's a very brief moment. It's about a second and a half. And you can see her ponytail bouncing, and then she's off the screen. Mm-hmm. And then at 7.49, seconds after that, a black Chevy Malibu, but this one had aftermarket custom mirrors mm-hmm. drive by. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, at 8.02, the same black Malibu drives by again. And then again at 8.10, going in the opposite direction. So they were circling. Hmm. They also did see, which collaborated, Christina, who saw her running, mm-hmm. excuse me, hiccups. They also saw her going um, in the direction that Molly was running at the same time that she said she saw her. Mm-hmm. So this Malibu drove by, circled around, drove by again, and then turned around and then whipped the way Molly was running. The black Malibu was identified as about 2008 to 2012. Um, Again, it had like custom chrome silver mirrors. Mm. Black Malibus do not have that. I had a black Malibu at that time. I have a black Malibu now. I guess I shouldn't tell people that, but I digress. (laughs) Um, And never had chrome mirrors. Right. So this one was different. Um, they were able to eliminate vehicles matching the description just by knowing the owners in town. Mm. Again, it's a small town. Yeah. On August 16th, investigator Steve Kivy, he was just literally driving home to check in with his family. All of a sudden, he spotted a black Malibu with silver chrome mirrors on the off ramp. So he called in the plates and followed him at a distance. Like, he didn't get, like, too close, but he followed him. Vehicle stopped. He got out. The driver was 24-year-old Christian Bahina Rivera. Mm -hmm. Rivera didn't speak English, but didn't seem nervous, but did say he heard about a girl missing, but that's all he knew. He even let Investigator Kevy take a picture of him and his car. The car was a perfect match to the car following Molly in the video. So this next piece of information, so many people were up in arms for this. Riviera was an undocumented oh, worker yeah, who part. arrived illegally in the United States at 17 and had lived in the area for several years. I think they said seven working on a farm. He was described as a good worker, quiet, and just worked a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. Didn't cause any problems. Mm-hmm. Um, they did bring him in for questioning and asked him if they could search his cars, which he agreed. He thought They brought in a translator, uh, which was an Iowa City police officer. Riviera told them again that he only knew there was a jogger missing because of the flyers around town. But then he started to admit that he saw her when he drove by her and he liked her and she seemed attractive. And then after some more time, Riviera finally said he knew where Molly was. On August 21st. Riviera led police to a cornfield only a mile away from where they had been searching. Just before sunrise, police find Molly Tibbetts. Two days later, the Iowa State Medical Examiner recorded the cause of death as multiple sharp force injuries. Molly was stabbed to death. Riviera was charged with first-degree murder. His bond was raised from $1 million to $5 million as he was considered a flight risk. In September, Riviera pleaded not guilty. 
After many delays due to COVID-19, the trial finally began. Three years later, on May 17th, 2021. Then on May 28th, he was found guilty of first-degree murder, and on August 30th, he was sentenced to life in prison without parole. He is in a maximum security prison in Fort Madison. The trial of Riviera became so political due to his immigration status. Uh Opponents of illegal immigration empathized that the suspect had entered the county... Nope. The country illegally. I mean, the county, too. (laughs) Despite research showing that undocumented immigrants are less likely to commit crimes than native-born Americans. Mm -hmm. Because they don't want to be sent back. Right. They're trying to keep a low low profile. profile. President Trump, on August 22nd, said a person came in from Mexico illegally and killed her. We need the wall. We need our immigration laws changed. We need our border laws changed. Tibbet's father, responding to Donald Trump. Oh, I forgot this. Criticized as heartless and despicable. The use of Molly's death for political purposes. Mm-hmm. He especially decried its use against immigrants. Tibbet's father said, The Hispanic community are Iowans. They have the same values as Iowans. As far as I'm concerned, they're Iowans with better food. <laughs> You're not wrong. He denounced those who appropriate molly's soul in advancing views she believed were profoundly racist Mm -hmm. i remember getting into into it with some uh i guess you could call them extended family members on facebook when this was all going down and this particular not cousin was like well she wouldn't be dead if he wasn't here which i mean is likely true, true if if he is really the one that did it but um i was like okay well if he wasn't here he had killed somebody else somewhere so does that mean mexican women are worth less than american women does it does it really matter who he killed now what if he came here legally he still would have been here and he's still i mean again what right. you said if he did it i'm going to end this as there are theories out there, which we are not going to get into today. If you want a part two of theories, so I can go down more of that rabbit hole rabbit because I got so sucked real. into it. <laughs> but there are theories that he actually did not do this, even though he confessed and he was able to take them to Molly's body, that he actually did not do this. Which is also astonishing, You bringing me back, he... Yeah, he brought them to her body and everything, but then pled not guilty. So, like, why, though? And that goes into the theory of what we're not going to get into because he was told to and he Mm. was instructed to or something was going to happen to his family. Mm Because he had a daughter here, I think. I don't remember. Um, Anyways, um, there is a TikToker who is from Iowa who her dad was a deputy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and she actually called the tip line and said it was her father. Yep. Apparently, Molly was found on the um, property line of her father after she had called in the tip. So things aren't mathing up. Mm-hmm. The math ain't mathing. Mm-hmm. And again, I did not, was not able to get into all of that. Again, these are theories, not saying that Riviera is innocent at all not saying that he was proven guilty he did take her to the body but there are so many theories on this mm-hmm. it is crazy and it just opened my i'm like and 
even during the trial, they people were actually testifying that he did not do it. Again, if you want that in a part two, I can get into that. I have a little bit more time now. I want it in a part two. (laughs) (laughs) There's, yeah, I I saw a couple of those. I think I actually saw it on Facebook too a couple years ago. And then uh, Fifi of Bonus Features had forwarded forwarded me the one that I sent you a couple few weeks ago. Because she's like, do you guys know about this? And I'm like, we do, but that's a newer one, so I'll send it to her, but... And then you asked me, like, did you get that? I'm like, I'm like 10 videos in already. <laughs> <laughs> I have not had time to respond because I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable, but... Um, this, she was a gorgeous, by all accounts, nice, friendly, sweet girl that just wanted to go for a run. And in her hometown. Yeah. On a gravel road. Chill, right? It was gravel, wasn't it? Um, it was a blacktop. Oh, that's right. You said it was on the blacktop. I guess I just picture gravel when I think of Brooklyn. I know they've got paved roads there, but... I mean, she could have also, like, after where she was seen on what was called the blacktop, she could have went on the gravel road. I don't know all their roads there, but mm-hmm. um, either way, doesn't matter. I just... This has to stop. And I there are so many more women this is happening to. I just listed a few. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure this is happening in... We just did not, you don't expect this to happen in your hometown. Mm -mm. And being so close, and again, this is why we are called Hometown Homicide, because it's happening in your hometown. Mm -hmm. And they deserve to be known. And never forgotten. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why we do this. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make that very clear um, to everyone out there. I mean, be safe. Proceed with caution. Yeah. (laughs) But you should not have to stop doing what you love because you're afraid of someone out there i don't it just it pisses me off yeah that this is like even a conversation us women have to have like we're just not safe anymore and it pisses me off that summer was the summer i got my tent and camping gear and stuff i'm like hell yeah camping and shit and uh and I've gone a couple times. The last time I went was on literally a friend's property. I mean, I wasn't 100% safe, but it was, mm-hmm. you know, not some public spot where everybody was going to come through. Uh, what's that place called? Matzel's? Out by Animosa, the camping, mm-hmm. whatever. It's haunted. Neat. I didn't know that. The bridge is haunted. I don't appreciate the gunfire because of the gun range on the yeah. opposite side. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I I wasn't a fan of that because I didn't expect it when I first set up there. But anyway, this has a point. Um, I got my camping shit and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go camping. And then my friends are like, with who? I'm like, nobody. And my mom and Michelle and everybody's like, what do you mean? I was going to go camping a couple nights. And they're like, oh, do you want to do that? I'm like, it's fine. And that was literally like right before she went missing. And I'm like, maybe I shouldn't go camping by myself then because fuck. So I used to um, walk on the trail that we have here that Mm -hmm. is beautiful, Mm -hmm. and I loved it, and it got to the point where my mom's like, no, I don't want you doing that, because it's very easy for someone to come up, and people, some people made me nervous. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I don't trust anyone. Right. Um, So then I started walking, like, just by my place, 
even that got sketchy like cars would slow down like i'd be on a sidewalk and they would like slow down and then i saw a car again and i was like i'm out i'm done (laughs) not doing this anymore like it's freaking me out Mm -hmm. um so it's like i just haven't been out for a walk because i mean my new neighborhood i should be fine knock on wood but cop lives across the way you know should yeah should be okay um i think that was the same yeah because i didn't have the house yet it was the same year that i also flew to salt lake city and back by myself to visit a friend Mm -hmm. people like you're gonna go by yourself like yeah i mean i wasn't fully comfortable but i definitely there was one guy that i was like you seem like you're around me a lot and then he ended up just going away so i mean it could have just been coincidence Mm -hmm. but I, i definitely had my eyes out while i was in the airport for sure especially in denver and even um one of our friends i don't know if she wants her story shared but so i won't say her Mm. name she was in walmart and had someone following her Mm -hmm. and she didn't really notice right away and then it became apparent that he was following her and like that creeps me out that's why i don't go into walmart i mean that's not (laughs) why but like I, I have to go to the store, but I just did an order on Target so I can drive up and they can bring it to my trunk because I'm not about that life, okay? Keep your eyes open. Try not to be looking at your phone all the time while walking or in public and stuff. Try to be aware of your surroundings. It sucks, but... Is there a taser? I did. I bought a taser. Well, she tried to tase me. I did not try to tase her. She's lying. <laughs> but Because I bought that blue pepper spray that I talked about in my tips for women's safety thing. The blue heat, that's what it's called. About that. And then one of those, not brass knuckles, but kind of, and then it's got those, looks like a cat, the pokey ears, you know. I'm describing it to you guys. I actually saw it the other day. And then I got that little, it's like a ring. It's like a ring. And then like inside your palm, there is a little battery deal that's zip, zip, taser. So my question is, mm-hmm. when something's happening mm-hmm. in the moment, mm-hmm. How are you going to find that in your purse? Well, you'd probably need to have, like, if you're walking through the parking lot, put that shit on. Sure. Okay. If you're going to be, I was even thinking, not that I run, but, you know, if I ever did want to go for a walk again or on our walkabouts. Um, I miss our walkabouts. I know, me too. Um, putting that taser on your hand, you know, and just having it right there. Just make sure the safety is on. So, <laughs> I don't know if it... I'm not going to test it, but it sounds like it's serious. Yeah, you scared me. Yeah. Don't forget, our merch link is in our bio on all of our social media platforms. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The code HOMIES for 15% off for the next week or so. That being said, uh, remember, we want to tell stories to you and not about you, so stay safe. And this was Hometown Homicide.